We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Watt Harris here on the Panther Ranch Podcast. It's Monday. I'm exhausted. But it's only Monday. I'm sure I can get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth win, depending on how the week goes. Anyways, guys, it's a Monday after a loss. Two losses in a row, so no pit live wire, no nothing. So that makes, let's see, Penn State, North Carolina, and now Central Florida. So pit's down two and three. But obviously, I said on Twitter that morning that this game can go either way. It depends on pace. If Pitt can control the pace, they probably went 20 and 21. If uh, North Carolina, if uh, Central Florida uh, controls the pace, you're looking at 45 21 Central Florida. And of course, the final score was 45 14 Central Florida. And obviously, you know, people are cracking jokes. I saw, oh, you know, from Central Florida people, this is a P5 school. (laughs) P5 schools can lose to 1AA schools as well, buddy. So, go back to AAC land or whatever and collect your, like, collect your $8 million a year. Enjoy, enjoy, Enjoy the victory, too, while you're at it. And that mythical national championship. That you, like, remind us all about so much. As far as the game goes, it was over before it began. I mean, mentally, physically, Pitt was there. I mean, they showed up on the football field. Mentally, they weren't there at all. They were all checked out for the coaching staff to the players. And obviously, football is a game of emotion. I guess, you know, Pat Narduzzi's always, you know, preached that. But whatever emotions they got going on right now, <laughs> they got to get that shit figured out because I think, uh, yeah, Pitt had, Pitt, had more, Pitt had more penalties than anything in <laughs> Moyarge. They didn't get much help from the ACC, ACC officiating either because, you know, when they weren't making dumb dumb penalties, they were getting flagged for ticky tack shit from the ACC, you know, people. You know, anytime people get a break, flag, 
flag, flag. And Pitt's uh, only offense was the Maurice French run late in the game. I mean, they had that punt. They had a punt return from uh, Ruiz Lopez. That was about it. So, whatever problems Pitt has, it's a lot right now. Offensively, they can't do shit. They're one. I mean, they're they're literally one dimensional. In the passing, you know, the passing game didn't take off like we hoped it was going to because after you know how things looked at the Miami game how he looked at, how he looked against Virginia Tech we thought you know things would be alright with Pickett no not so much we're back I mean pretty much we're back to, to square one from back from last year when, when, when Pitt was five and seven And that's unfortunate. I mean, can this be fixed? I don't know. But Pitt has you know some talent in receiver. It's just that when you don't have no, but we really don't have a way to throw the ball to them. It's kind of useless. Not to mention the the, the O line can't block for anything either. So basically, Pitt has to get the ball out a lot faster, and it just isn't happening. And well, there you go. But uh, a lot of other stuff happened during this game as well. You know, there was a video that showed a pit player taking a fall, the fake an injury. And the thing about that is, my thing is, was he instructed to do this, or did he do, I mean, did he do this on his own, or did the staffs tell him to fall? Because, look, this has happened before with other other schools. Dana Holgerson actually accused Todd Graham of doing this because they both coached at rival schools back in Conference USA. I think Holgerson was at U of H. I think uh, Graham was at Rice. And supposedly uh, Graham was having the Rice players take take falls and fake injuries to get the timeouts. But... If you look at where Pitt was at the freaking time, they were at their own goal line. If you're gonna take a if you're gonna take a stupid fall like that, or fake an injury, just to get you just to get you a break, why would you do it on your own fucking goal line? Excuse my language. I mean, you're taking you're gonna you're gonna fall and take an injury at your own goal line. They're gonna score. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what that extra f- few minutes of rest is gonna do for you. They're gonna score on you anyway because you guys suck. You know, <laughs> ain't gonna matter anyway. They're getting one way or the other. They're gonna get in that end zone, and the, and the way that the way that game was when that game was going, that's how it was gonna go. So that little stupid, that little stupid uh, fall, that little stupid fake injury, it wasn't gonna change nothing about this game. It wasn't gonna turn no damn tide, nothing at all. And if he was told to take a fall, 
from the staff, they need to be held accountable for that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's some Bush League shit. Because for one thing, <clears throat> if you're doing, if you're instructing your players to do this, you're setting them up for failure. You're making them look bad at your expense. And if you didn't instruct them to do this, as the coach that you are, you tell them, hey, you know what? If your ass is hurting, get the fuck out of there and get out. Because whether if you're uh, you're tired, you're gassed, or not, they're going to score on you anyway. So just get out and let somebody else get burned. But uh, as far as pick goes, there's very much to take away from this game. I mean, good Lord, Alan Saunders, God bless his soul, analyzed that and said that you know, a lot of the stuff he saw on, on film was fixable for Pitt. But the problem is, is Alan's on a coach. And I, I, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to pull up Alan's column and say, hey, guys, here we go. This is what we really need to do. Alan did our homework for us. They may see things a little differently than Alan. Or they may not just see them at all. So, Pitt's uh, two and three now. Whatever they got to do to uh, get this season going. Because morale is really bad right now. I mean, we all know that. And they got Syracuse coming up at home. Syracuse lost an unfortunate game to Clemson, but they looked really, really good despite that. Despite the whole mismanaged game that they that they pulled. You know, Dino Babers obviously made some big made some big ball moves and. It just uh, the last few minutes of the game, they mismanaged it, and well, they lost to a uh, rookie quarterback. But Syracuse, you know, used to be a used to be a pencil W, but they beat us last year, and uh, now not so much. Now for this game for them now is a pencil W. So, it's amazing how the tides have turned. I mean, this used to be an automatic win on our list. Now, for Syracuse, they feel this is an automatic win. So, yep. Tides have turned, guys. I don't know what to do. If you go next week, God bless your soul. Take plenty of alcohol. You may need it. Now let's move on. Penn State played Ohio State last, you know, Saturday night. And uh, it was a hell of a game. I mean, both teams really aren't that good. And if you watch the game, 
Penn State can say for a lot for a lot of things was out coached. I think at times they out coached themselves. I thought early in the game they should have been up two touchdowns. Although although one point they were up thirteen nothing, but they should have been up a lot more than that. They kept selling for field goals. The one driver they should have had a touchdown. They got really cute by putting their uh, their lamp their quarterback their one of their quarterbacks a why because he's very athletic and can run. And they had they were knocking on the doorstep and of course they had, they, they did a screenplay to this guy. And well, they got you know the guy was behind the last scrimmage so it becomes a lateral. And he dropped the ball, and the ball fell backwards, and they lost a whole bunch of yardage because they had to recover because it was a fumble, and they ended up sell- selling for three. So that's the problem with Penn State and their coaching staff. They got talented players. It's just that when I've all the times I've all the times I've watched them in other losses, they can't seem to get out of their own way. I mean. A lot of Penn State fans blamed Moorhead for a lot of their losses because of his play calling. But it seems like the play calling is uh, it's carried over to the new staff. Whoever, whoever's you know, managing the new, you know, the you know the, the offense now. And what makes it really bad for Penn State is they had a guy, you know, Trace. If Penn State wins this game. Trace McSorley obviously is getting his invite to New York for the Heisman. I mean, it's debatable whether or not he wins it, but he um, he would have gotten an invite at least. I mean that that long pass play, as uh, you know, one person pointed out to me, that you know that throw wasn't all Trace; it was more the receiver. He just to the ball. It was a bad throw. And I said, yeah, you got... I said, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you there. I was like, but you know how the media is. They're going to they're gonna credit Trace for the throw, not the guy. You know, they, they, they're not... They're, they're going to care... They're not, they're, they're not really going to care less about... How, what the receiver did to adjust the football. All they see is Trace McSorley throwing the ball to the guy. So that's just the thing. That's just the thing that gets the, you know, that pisses off you know, football guys like you know, that, that do uh, you know recruiting sites and things like that. I mean, the guy that replied to me worked for DreamBackfield.com, and I wasn't gonna debate with him. I mean, I, I said, hey, no argument, but you know, they're just gonna credit Trace for it. He agreed, and he agreed. He said, you're probably right. So I'm not gonna argue uh, football smarts because Lord knows I'm, you know. I've never played football. I mean, I played, you know, you know, I played pickup and stuff like that, but I never played organized. So I know I can, you know, I just go off of what I, what I look at when I study, but I'm no coach either. But I'm just saying from a media standpoint, they're just going to credit the quarterback for the throw. That's usually how it always goes. But, uh, Ohio State didn't do anything fancy at all. They just ran a bunch of screens at the right time. And and that's really it. 
you know, Penn State, I guess, uh, was up 13-0. They gift-wrapped them. They gift-wrapped the highest State a touchdown because Miles Sanders fumbled. And then to start the next, and then, start, and then what made it worse was Ohio State got the ball the next half, and they next thing you know, they're, they're up 14-13. But Penn State bowed back, and they were um, up 12. It looked like the game was over. And the quarterback just, you know, threw a really bad pass, and the Ohio State player came down with it and just took it to the house. I mean, it was a bad play. I mean, like I said, Penn State gift wrapped them on a touchdown, and then next thing you knew, they had they were up twenty some twenty six because they, they, you know, Penn State kept giving up big plays, and then it, you know I said uh, I and I said here's what's going to happen: Ohio State's going to miss the two point conversion, Penn State's going to drive down the field and kick a field goal and win it. And it looked pretty close. And I was obviously wrong about that. But it was close. Fourth and five came and they traded timeouts. And, you know, it was funny watching that when they're calling timeouts and the, you know, the announcer's going, well, this, you see here, this is a chess game between Meyer and Franklin. They're playing chess. They're looking at each other's their sets. And they're adjusting accordingly. And, and the play call was baffling in itself because you got a quarterback who's pretty much been who's pretty much put the offense on his back the entire game. You wanted to give him the ball, let him try to finish the game. Let him get the first down. Instead, they made a really bad play call. <laughs> you know, an inside zone read to Miles Sanders, and the guy, you know, the guys, you know, the kid Sanders is having a hell of a season. I'll give him that. But they, they, they tried to run that play for most of most of that game with him, and it didn't work. It, I mean, it barely works with Sa- it barely worked with Saquon Barkley. Teams know how to teams to stuff it out. The only thing, the only logic with James Franklin when that when that happened was that I, I think what he called himself trying to do was bluff bluff Myers defense. I think it was I think it was more just a bluff, and uh, it was a horrible bluff at that. I mean that's just uh, frankly. I mean that bluff. It was like playing a game of Texas Hold'em and pretending you have pretending you have a pair of pocket twos, and then uh, going all in when you have probably just a two and a nine. Your uh, chances of victory there are very are, are very minimal at that. So, you know, sometimes you sometimes you get the you know, the first draw of three cards and maybe maybe you get you know. A two and nine, or two, or two twos full, but that's it's very rare. So in this case, it just wasn't going to freaking happen. And of course, he got into with a fan, and if 
I mean, the dialogue between both of those guys, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the guy said, hey, I love you, James, but that play call sucked. And I guess um, he wasn't too happy with that. And I, I, I can understand why. He was pissed off walking off the field. But if you're a coach, a head coach at that, you just freaking, you got to just go right to the locker room and just say, you know what, fuck it. They're going to criticize me. They're going to criticize me. But anyways, look at the rest of the um, rest of the week that was. I was off a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of my stuff, and it happens. That's why I don't get paid to do this crap. But uh, Notre Dame beat the crap out of Stanford. I was, you know, I wasn't buying Notre Dame, but they look good. Maybe Stanford was still worn out after the uh, Stanford game. I mean, the Oregon game, who knows, but. Yeah, it looked really bad for them. West Virginia beat uh, Texas Tech 42-34. I mean, they were up big early in that game. And if there's ever time for uh, West Virginia to uh, take the Big 12, it's probably going to be now because the league's very vulnerable. They got Oklahoma to deal with yet. But they also got that, they also got to play a, play a title game as well with 10 teams because they didn't want to, you know, because the Big 12 didn't want to expand any more teams because they want more money. But you're stuck, you know, you're stuck with a league with, um, like, you know, with 10 teams and, you know, you get to play a conference game, a title game. But... And this was done because of all the woes they had with, you know, teams finishing tied for first place. And of course, the college football playoff comes, and they're like, "Oh, we can't take take either one of you guys because you know, well, you guys didn't outright win your outright win your uh, division." Washington took care of BYU, and they took care of them by hammering them. BYU usually brings it, but not that day. Michigan barely beat Northwestern. The Northwestern is always going to give teams a hard time because that's just how they are. But this this year, they're not just as good. Tech Hammer Duke. Florida knocked off uh, the, 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 fighting, the, the fighting Warheads and Luke Getzies, 13-6. So, you know, Mississippi State started off hot, and now they're uh, coming back to earth and they lost to a pretty mediocre Florida team. But uh, we'll go through the rest of the ACC here. As you know, Syracuse you know lost to Clemson. We'll meet our we'll meet our doom there. Miami beat the crap out of North Carolina on Thursday night, and as we saw. Miami did the exact opposite of what Pitt did when they played North Carolina. Whereas Miami wasted no time and beat the shit out of them. Pitt obviously decided to, uh, you know, you know, play nicely with them and you know, and lose, of course. Yeah, definitely got to lose. Boston College beat Temple by 10. I mean, that was a sloppy game, but BC 
gets another victory on the board. Georgia Tech pasted the Bowling Green 63-17. So Tech's back in the win column, but the Paul Johnson there is pretty much to the end. NC State beats Virginia by 14, and NC State's obviously they're looking good, and um, they you know they may they look good, and uh, you know what I, I thought it was just Clemson and everybody else, but they may. They may challenge Clemson this year. I mean, Q's obviously. Then we we thought we thought the Coastal was just going to be. Uh, I mean, the Atlantic. I'm sorry, the Atlantic was just going to be Clemson and whoever else, but it's not looking like that. You know, the Coastal obviously is more of a clusterfuck than the than the Atlantic's looking right now. Wake beat the crap out of Rice, and Rice just sucks. Like I said, they haven't been the same since. That conference USA title that year, where they won it, and you thought they would have built off of that, and of course they just went, they just got worse, worse and worse, and then they kept the coach for too long. At that, Florida State beat Louisville, and you know I, I really don't care for Louisville people, especially on Twitter. So it could happen to a nicer group of assholes than, than them. But, uh, yeah, if Willie Taggart can, I guess, amass some victories against some mediocre teams in the ECC, he may save his job for this year. But I wouldn't expect anything more from him. All right, guys. We go to the NFL. Steelers lost. Bad game. At that, Ben just had one of those really bad off games, and for the most part, Steelers look one-dimensional. They couldn't run the ball either, and of course, people are blaming James Conner for that. Not the poorest offensive line that the Steelers have. It wouldn't matter if Levin Bell came back; it would still be the same result. But people are not. But now it's funny how the media is like, well, Carter's not good enough, you know. They won't pay Levy and Bell. So now paying Levy and Bell is a problem now. And, I, you know, I hate to tell these people that uh, the Steelers aren't rolling out the pocketbook because, of, you know, because of this game. And I doubt they, and I doubt they will the rest of the season. You know, as one person pointed out on Twitter, I've noticed, Franchising was a mistake. They should just let them walk or use the money for something else. But of course, the offense is a one horrible, horribly but bad game, and you know, statistically wise, and now it's a big problem. Oh, you they could have paid Bell. It wouldn't matter if they had to pay Bell. They would have done, done Dick anyway. But people love doing this stuff. But as far as the rest of the season goes, you know, Baker Mayfield and Cleveland's looking pretty decent. But there's really, you know, we got the Chiefs tonight, but, we, you know, the AFC is really no clear favorite. I mean, it's always going to be New England no matter what. And, of course, they beat, they beat Miami like yesterday pretty good. Tennessee, for somehow or some way, just keeps winning games. 
mean, they, Mariota came back and they beat uh, the Eagles. And, you know, the big surprise, obviously, was, was the Bears being the crap out of Tampa Bay because I thought Tampa Bay would have, you know, scored more points. But that's the thing with Fitzpatrick is. Fitzpatrick's going to have two good games or one good game, and then he's going to have four or five shitty ones because that's, that's just how he's wired. The guy's very inconsistent. He's a... Um, you may get 10 and 6 off Fitzpatrick at best, but that's about it. He's he's more of an 8-8 eight and eight and eight type quarterback. So, you know, Jeff Fisher obviously wouldn't sign him because that's... Jeff Fisher said that's some 8-8 eight eight shit. Although... Jeff of the Rams did horrible. But, you know, that couldn't happen to a nicer person than Jeff because the dude was always arrogant. Always. I think, one, you know, one game the Steers beat them really bad at Heinz and he didn't want to credit them for anything. It was all the stuff they were doing and, you know, that was a bad year for them, I believe. Yeah, yeah that was 2001. The beginning, the beginning of the end of uh, his career was when they signed Vince Young, and he really had no interest in developing Vince Young. And Then there was the one season where Young struggled, and he went to Kerry Collins, and they went to the AFC. I guess they went to the playoffs. It was a year the Steelers won the Super Bowl. But, um... They played the Ravens in the uh, divisional game, and the Ravens injured and the Ravens injured Chris Johnson. And when that happened, that was it for the Titans. They couldn't, you know, because they couldn't without for Collins to be very effective. He had to have Chris Johnson healthy, and basically what happened there was, I guess. As the play was ending, actually the play was over. One of the Ravens players injured Chris Johnson intentionally, took him out of the game, and then after that, it was downhill from there. But then uh, the next week, the Ravens would play the Steelers for the third time that year, and Steelers would beat that ass and go win another Super Bowl. But anyways, guys, I'm not going to talk about you anymore NFL. On the other side of it, obviously, in the NFC, the Rams are your obvious, obviously favorites because they're just a machine right now. Same with the Chiefs, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm all out of, uh, I'm all out of shit, stuff to talk about. Have the rest. Enjoy the week, guys. Hello, Pitt.